Hey, Train 2.0 show listeners. I'm going to record my latest blog post for you because it's a long one and I know not everyone has time to head over to the blog. And this one isn't too visual. So I think reading this one will be very beneficial for you. Now, today's episode sponsor is, yes, that's right, I'm selling out. Today's episode sponsor is the Train 2.0 membership. So make sure to go to train2.0.com slash membership and check out what that is all about. In particular, we're putting the Dangle by Design course in there. There is a preview of the Dangle by Design flow that I use to teach myself and then also to teach the players that I'm working with. So if you're listening to this right now and you enjoy this article, head over to the membership area where you can sign up and get started right away. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into the Dangle by Design article called The Mechanics of Magic. Many of you know that free will is an illusion, or at least that's what neuroscience says. And here in the article, I link to an article that is not mine, that is about how free will is actually, how, how conscious thought is actually more of like this after explanation of unconscious behavior. So you guys can check that out on the article as well. So let, now let's talk about how the coaching that you receive is actually screwing you up. Now, do you ever notice that players who dangle when they're young can dangle when they're older? And how stay-at-home defensemen usually remain stay-at-home defensemen. Now, this usually looks like something called natural talent, but how do you get under the hood, jiggle things around, and rewire a player to unlock their natural talent? Or is that even possible? Now, it helps to know that we humans aren't much different than sea cucumbers. And by that, I mean that we move away from pain and towards pleasure. Now, I think sea, cum sea cucumbers do that, don't they? But I'm not going to bother to look that up because I think it's a funny analogy. So that's why I left that in there. Basically, if you do something, then get a reward, you get a hit of dopamine. And this feels good. Then your brain says, oh, how can I get more of that? Now, let's say you stick handle through some cones and you get it just right. Well, you get a hit of dopamine and it feels good. The feel good from dopamine serves a purpose. It helps your brain link your movement with the reward of getting the puck through the cones. Then the brain goes, oh, I like that. How can I get some more? Let's do it again. And so it happens again and again and again. Before long, you've done the 10,000 reps and because it feels so damn good because it's inevitable. Now, this section is called natural instinct. And a young player in this section, I should say, a young player picks up a stick. Then they move in some random and chaotic way and then something cool happens. Everyone starts cheering. And the young player's brain goes, wow, that feels good. I want some more of that. 
The young player moves around again, trying random shit, and boom! Everyone's cheering again. And the brain goes, hmm, that feels good again. It seems that when I move my legs this way and my arms that way, everyone cheers. Maybe I'll do that again. Now this cycle repeats itself again and again until the young player is a young adult and playing professional hockey. Now how to stop natural instinct? Think, period. Analyze, period. Fear, period. End of story. Thinking is an illusion. As mentioned, thinking is basically an afterward explanation for behavior. Ever wonder why McDavid and Crosby can't really explain their success? Why Gretzky sucked as a coach? Their decisions are instinctual, literally. When the brain sees a hockey pattern that it recognizes, the brain pathways fire automatically. Why? Because there's a strong connection between the pattern, action, and reward. In short, it feels good. We call this a neural link. Now, feeling bad is the enemy because a young player picks up the stick and puck, a new young player. Then they try to deke. Then they lose the puck. Then a helpful coach tells them, don't lose the puck. The player is afraid, keyword afraid, to disappoint the coach. So the player fears that situation and they stay away from that situation. End of story. Thinking is also the enemy. When you stop and think, you literally stop and then think. Thinking is a sequential process. You think one thought, then another, then another. Slow, deliberate process. Your unconscious mind processes thousands of stimuli at once, automatically, smoothly. So learning to deke by thinking yeah, right. Going into a deke situation by thinking usually works like this. Brain, I'm going to do this. Oh, there's the poke check. Oh, now I don't have the puck. Damn. So let's talk about the strategic use of randomness. When you start a new task, it's helpful to be as random as possible. This concept is booked is explained in the book Algorithms to Live By, which is linked in the article, and I really recommend you read this book. For example, if you're searching for your favorite food, you'll find a more favorite, otherwise known as optimized, food by sampling randomly rather than narrowing your selection early. So to give you an example, let's say you think think, that's the keyword, your favorite food is grilled cheese. So you only sample grilled cheeses. That's like narrowing your selection early. You'll find your favorite grilled cheese, but it might turn out that that's not actually your favorite food. This is called a local maxima, if we were to look at it on a curve, and that is explained in the article. But if you sample randomly at the beginning by trying some grilled cheese, some steak, some vegan options, some pizza, you might end up preferring a middle-of-the-road pizza more than your favorite grilled cheese. Now, this random sampling allows you to find the global maxima of your fruit on the preference curve. Now, the ego and fear of failure 
logically, you should sample as many movements experiments as possible early on. If you move around randomly at the beginning, eventually your brain is going to fire you some dopamine, and then it feels good. So you associate the pattern, action, and feel good, and then repeat again and again. Even though this is the optimal solution, most don't do it. Why? Because of fear of failure. The ego doesn't want to look silly. If you're going to be random at first, 99.99999% of the time, you'll screw up. That's guaranteed. But if you don't have fear of failure, you can fail early and often by doing random ass shit. Over time, your brain will make connections by feeling good with success and thus honing your reactions. If you have the stomach to handle embarrassment, rejection, and mistakes, then you can get to this point. So don't think. Feel. That's the Bruce Lee quote, and I've inserted that Bruce Lee video into this for you. You cannot think your way to the NHL. I know this because I tried and it didn't work. What you can do, though, is put yourself in a position to learn through feel. For example, you can study the movement of the puck on a player's blade when they stick handle. Then you can test how that feels. When it feels great, you get a hit of dopamine and then start the process of mastering the feel, I mean, skill, through repetition now. This is what I mean when I say once you feel it, you can't unfeel it. Now, learning through feel. Let's use the dangle as an example. I noticed that Crosby always dangles by moving the defender one way, then taking advantage of his stick momentum and going the other way. If you look deeper, Crosby usually moves left, then reacts to the stick movement of his opponent. And if it comes out at him, he goes under. And if it sweeps across, he pulls back and then across. He always sets up the lateral movement with a movement across the opponent, either a crossover or a hip scissor. And then when the defender swings his stick, Crosby allows his reactions to take over. He doesn't consciously think, oh, his stick is swinging this way, so I move that way. Instead, his brain is literally wired to feel good selecting the drag when he sees the cue to drag and curl when he sees the cue to curl. How to learn through feel. Players who learn through feel have two things. One, the mechanics platform. Two, the mindset. The mechanics platform is a sliding scale. As your mechanics improve, your platform rises. You stand on top of the platform to do things. The mindset includes a willingness to fail and a desire to experiment. So adjusting the mechanics platform. When we talk about progressions and regressions, that's a boring name. What we're actually talking about is adjusting the mechanics platform. Remember that learning through feel requires an instinctual reaction to an opponent's cue. Let's look at the Crosby curl versus drag example. This decision only has two options. So Crosby's brain needs to hold both motor programs at the same time and then fire the correct one. If Crosby's brain only holds one motor program, how could he ever make this decision? 
That's not a decision. He'd be deciding between something he can do and something he can't. You don't call one option a decision. In this case, we'd regress or lower the mechanics platform. We teach Crosby the pattern he's missing. And once he's proficient, we introduce the design or the decision again. Then we let him learn which decision to make through feel. Rather than considering our knowledge of human movement as fixed, we should assume that it evolves. I used to believe that I needed to come across as an expert and project that I knew everything about movement, but that is utter baloney. And any coach who says they've figured it out has decided that they don't want to grow anymore. I decided to keep growing, so I have declared myself a non-expert, and I view myself as a tinkerer instead. This view of the world suggests that hockey wizards likely have optimized mechanics, and once we have basic skills mastered, then we can use their mechanics examples as a hypothesis to test. We aim to imitate their mechanics on certain movements, and if it feels good, we keep doing it. And once felt, it cannot be unfelt. If the movement hypothesis doesn't feel good, we might not be getting it. But it doesn't mean that it's worthless. Perhaps our mechanics platform isn't high enough yet. So we might come back to it when it feels right. Now, if you improve the quality of your movement hypothesis, this dramatically increases your progress and your confidence. I can't tell you how many times I tell players, why not try the opposite? Everyone says, bend your knees. What happens if you don't? Everyone says, lean on your stick. What happens if you don't? Everyone says push when you skate. What happens if you don't? I take opposing positions to common hockey cues so that players feel more freedom to experiment. I guess I'm lucky that it works so damn well. Dangle by design. The mechanics behind the magic. Now, is it possible to learn how to dangle by design? The answer is yes. How do I know? Because I taught myself right in front of your eyes. Please watch my YouTube channel to see how I did it. I took the exact same approach that I outlined in this article. Develop movement hypotheses from Crosby. Test movement hypotheses. Master the mechanics through feel. And then slowly raise the mechanics platform with progressive drills designed to introduce the right feel-based decision-making. Now, if you'd like to know what I learned on the journey and actually watch as I learned it, you can read my five-part Dangle by Design series. And if you'd like to see the exact step-by-step -step video breakdowns of my progressive skills, that is available to Train 2.0 members here. And if you have, I read that uh, literally, but basically go check out the train2.0.com slash membership. And if you have any feedbacks, suggestions, or questions, please send me a voice note, email, DM, whatever, because I'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening today. And this is Jason on out for the outro here. And let me know what you guys think of this style of podcast, just reading the blog post and you know, giving you guys something to listen to if you don't have time to get to the blog. Love to hear your feedback. Love to hear from you. Thank you for listening.